The Raw after WrestleMania 35, this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. What a night. I feel like if the show had ended 15 minutes sooner, we would be having a much, much different conversation about the Raw after Mania. Matt Morgan, how are you feeling right now? What do you mean by that? If the bar hadn't interfered, if it would have been (laughs) anyone else in that winner-take-all title match. So, uh... I mean, we could talk about it. They opened up with a promo. Seth Rollins coming out, right? Yeah. No more Brock Lesnar. No more uh, missing an action universal title holder. Kofi mm-hmm. Kingston comes out. They're celebrating. They're both champions. Kofi says, hey, Becky did a winner-take-all match last night. She's holding the Raw and SmackDown championship. Why don't you and I do the same in the main event? Mm-hmm. We were all at home, fingers crossing, uh, sphincters clenching, people waiting to see are they going to put both titles on one man or is there going to be a screwy yeah. ending Everyone predicted the screwy ending in your heart of hearts and your wildest dreams. Matt Morgan, did you ever predict it would be the bar that would interfere? Call me a sucker. I thought they were going to put the title on one guy. It was going to be Seth. I was fearing that. Raj, how about you? Or were you just like, no, they're going to find a way out of this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I figured they're going to find a way out. Um, I had tweeted that I figured that someone would interfere. That I thought Daniel Bryan would interfere and it would set up a tag match that would happen tomorrow night. But they did a SmackDown promo earlier in the night after they announced Rollins versus Kofi, saying that there's going to be a a celebration for Kofi on SmackDown tomorrow night. Did you see? Ooh. Did you guys see that? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh man, why? Would, it's like the one one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. Yeah. Or it that they weird. made that, or that they made that promo before you know Kofi went into business for himself and try to <laughs> you know get both titles. I mean, it could look at that way. Kofi went shooting on tonight's show, and <laughs> <laughs> worked his own angle. <laughs> he wanted both titles. It's so on on social media. Uh, <clears throat> the, the high expectation, uh, let's say, on one end of the spectrum, undisputed era with the call up. A lot of people predicted Adam Cole and company might be the ones to interfere and break up that match. Mm. Uh, There was, you know, as Raj said, Daniel Bryan was a possibility. Kevin Owens was a possibility. Uh, People said maybe Roman Reigns. This is sort of the Roman Reigns dark turn, right? Uh, Brock Lesnar could have showed up. Uh, Ronda Rousey even saying, you know, screw the women's division. I'm coming after you guys. Uh, Any Mm. other possibility, even Dolph Ziggler, for Christ's sakes, or Drew McIntyre, which would have made perfect sense. Thank God I don't go on Twitter like before, before wrestling. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, it's it's like fans working themselves into a shoot with our expectations sometimes. And tonight was a prime example of that. Yeah, I think the Undisputed Era would be a bad idea just because, I don't know, those, I mean, outside of Adam Cole, the other two looks would look so small compared to, you know, Seth Rollins and, and, and Kofi, you know. Um, but I thought, uh, you know, I thought anything else would have probably been better than the bar. You want to know something though? When 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 the shield came in and they were jumping guys like Kane, I thought the same thing though. To be honest, I remember thinking the same thing before I realized how tall Seth was and how big Roman was. At first, I didn't think they were all that big, and they were jumping guys like Ryback. They were jumping guys like Kane, three on one. Yeah, but they're they're like, you know, uh, the shield. They're like Shawn Michaels, big. I mean, you know, or like yes, uh, but Kane was um, Kane's a monster. Kane's six ten. Right, but you could buy like, like you could buy um, Devil's favorite Steve, Steve Austin against Kane, but you you know buying like uh, Spike yeah. Dudley against Kane is kind of a different thing. Yeah, it is. Um, but look at the other surprises tonight, and we'll talk about them in detail. But Lars Sullivan, Undertaker, any of these? I mean, Lars Sullivan breaking up that match at the end would have been a great introduction to Lars Sullivan, having him come out. I thought what he did with Kurt was cool, but I don't know. I feel like they had that <laughs> spot. He could have came out Brock Lesnar debut style where he just started powerbombing everybody. Speaking of Spike Dudley, Maven, Al Snow, he started powerbombing everybody, remember? And he's powerbombed Spike like three times in a row, up and down, up and down, up and down. It was badass. They could have done that with Lars tonight. That was on the Postmania Raw in 2002. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool for Lars. Yeah. Just, I think the opportunity is what was wasted. Uh, I'm glad they're keeping the titles separate. On Raw and SmackDown, on Kofi and uh, Seth. Yes, but, uh, yes, ultimately yes. Um, and then speaking of keeping titles, we went after the promo that set that match in motion for later in the night. The revival had a rematch against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. And guys, we were wrong in our Matt and I in our prediction. Uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder retained <laughs> tonight. 
Yes. So this is going good. well for a rider, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good. I mean, I mean, I think most people don't see them holding the tag titles long, uh, but you know, changing it so often, so quickly. <clears throat> Look, Again, you know, a child won it last year, so you know. I'm in favor of anything where Zach is at, Zach Ryder's getting TV time. Um, just because, good lord, I mean, he's the epitome and the definition of going out there. And I know this was some years ago, but he went out and he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He grabbed the brass ring like 30 different freaking times. I'm sorry, he did. No, and, and many would say that you know he perfected the social media strategy that not only all the other WWE superstars, but the WWE copied uh, with YouTube, with Twitter. Just going to say the same thing. Yes, they copied. They themselves as a brand copied. Yes. Yeah. So I think good for him because this is a guy that's been relegated to the show main event or catering for the better part of the past few years. Which I just still, you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense because the idea is to get over with the audience, right? Get over with the audience, man. That, that's your barometer. How many times have we heard Hunter and everyone else come out and say that? Yeah. Again, he's the definition of doing that. Yeah. yeah. So good for him. Uh, with Hawkins, it's funny now they're starting to talk about streak going in the other direction with a winning streak between <laughs> these guys. Uh, for the revival, Matt, do you think it would benefit them to move to SmackDown in the Superstar Shakeup next week? I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know because the tag division is so darn weak. Yeah. They don't care about it. You know, they've made that plain and simple to us so many, many, many times. Anytime we get excited about a tag team, it's like, who else do they have to work against? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Usos, Usos. in the revival, that would be pretty, mm -hmm. pretty good. It would be for the two months or three months storyline that it lasts for. And then. There'll be like Halloween specials where they'll be wearing pumpkins on their head or Christmas specials where they'll be dressed up as Santa's and Santa's little helper. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's inevitable. But to, what? Be, to, yeah. be, uh, to be fair a little bit, they don't do that as much as on SmackDown. You don't see the Usos, you know, Good. just getting beat like nothing on SmackDown or, or wearing Good. pumpkins on their heads. You know, that always seems to happen on Raw. I hope that's the truth. I hope that's the case. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do sillier shit on a three-hour show because you have all that extra time to fill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so good for Ryder and Hawkins getting that win. Uh, so basically, the Revival, Revival hit the Shatter Machine on them, but then Hawkins got the roll-up on Wilder. After that, Baron Corbin came out uh, to just a chorus of booing. Wait, did we, did we? We haven't even talked about the opening segment. <clears throat> oh, we did uh, at the <clears throat> beginning that they set that up for the end of the night. Yeah. Kofi Can we talk about Biggie doing the splits? Well, we left out that detail. Why don't you recreate it for everyone? Biggie did the splits. The splits that was uh, disturbing and impressive at the same time. That's what stuck out to you. Not that we're going to do winner take all. That was in my notes. Oh my goodness! You know, Matt, you give me a lot of shit. Yeah, that's up there, Raj. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that we just had to rewind and waste thirty-five seconds of our time because we wanted to get that in about the splits. Awesome. Yeah, uh, so Baron Corbin, <laughs> just a sponge for heat from that audience tonight. Came out, the asshole chants were going, talked about retiring Kurt Angle, beating him in his farewell mm -hmm. match. Uh, fans were giving it to him, but mm -hmm. I love that Corbin just can hold that, you know, yeah. S-eating grin and be unfazed. Yes. Kurt Angle came out, said he wishes him luck, wishes him bad luck, then uh, tossed him down, put him in the angle lock, and um, yeah. It was uh, it was nice. I think it was nice to have Kurt get that. Yeah, I mean it is what it was. You know, no, nope. just the way to get Kurt on again Monday night, uh, Raw after WrestleMania. I still think this was a huge minus, whatever you want to call it, miss for Mania after uh, Monday night Raw after Mania, though. Yeah, I mean, but then when Lars Sullivan came out. I, I popped. I was like, this is finally happening. This is going. And to have uh, Lars give it to Kurt a bit, stare him down, scoop him up, drive him to the mat. I was like, okay, this is something that was new. Cool. This is fresh. Uh, you know, my question is, so if Braun Strowman is going to go full on babyface now, and they've they've kept him sort of as a tweener uh, for a while, so if he's going to go full babyface, I'm worried about Drew McIntyre because I think Lars is going to be the top heel in this company. Wow, and that Braun, fast. 
Bron's been full babyface for a while. Well, time. I mean, he's full babyface. I mean, he's teaming with Finn and all the babyfaces all the time. Compared to last year when he teamed with the child, when he was blushing at Alexa Bliss's advances. I mean, with the weekend right. update, I mean, he guys, turned he heel with, with Roman Reigns for like a month. And then once Roman got sick, then he goes back to being a babyface. But, um, I mean, he's babyface. So, Lars, you know, you got the big mega heel. Um, and Lars is the kind of guy that you know WWE likes to push. I mean, he's impressive. He's he's got the size. He's got the look. He's going to get that opportunity now. If he goes with it or not remains to be seen. But um, I mean, he's someone that uh, is going to get a push. Yeah, I know. I thought he was more menacing than Drew tonight. I thought uh, he did what he had to do. He looked fantastic. And uh, yeah, you know, I know he had to overcome a lot of personal issues for this debut to happen. What was it, Raj? Was it panic uh, attacks and anxiety that prevented this? Yeah, anxiety issues. And hopefully, you know, hopefully those don't uh, cool. change management perceptions or anything or, or give them any concern about pushing him. Because again, this guy could, I think this guy could be a star. Yeah, but bring, let's bring him along slowly. Yeah. Bring him along nice and slowly. If anything, I think this was a weird way it might help him because they might keep the training wheels on him, which I would always argue a bigger guy needs mm-hmm. for a longer period of time than other talents. Look what they did with Braun. They couldn't have done that any better for how patient they were. Remember how annoyed we started getting with these two-on-one matches after after like months? We were begging for him to be in like a mid-card feud. And it worked, though, because they didn't go too long, but they didn't go too, they, they didn't go too slow either. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought this was cool tonight. Glad it happened. And, and then and, and Matt, to your point, when they were first started pushing Braun, a lot of people just didn't see it. They were like, Oh, yeah, he sucks, it's not gonna work. He, he I mean he looks terrible. And by the end, I mean he was, you know, like a top guy. As soon as he cut his hair, I I, I remember thinking, Holy crap, he's like one man gang, but in twenty eighteen. I remember yeah. thinking that twenty seventeen because if you remember, he was kind of fat, like like he was kind of overweight. His face was fat. He didn't he didn't look out of the three guys out of the uh, Wyatt family. I thought he was the least impressive of the three. They made him wear a mask. But, like I seriously, I thought he, he was the tallest one, but I thought he was the least impressive. I thought Luke Harper had a bigger future. I thought um, his uh, Rowan had slightly maybe a bigger future, um, and obviously Bray Wyatt definitely did. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and plus he had that uh, with, with his old hair, he kind of looked like a, a young Santa Claus for a while. It looked really <laughs> weird. He looked cross-eyed. There's times where he looked cross-eyed too. I don't know how to explain it to anybody. If you go back and watch one, you'll see what I'm saying. As soon as he cut his hair, got leaner, he just completely changed when they started booking him in these two-on-one handicap matches. He changed a lot. Yeah, Raj, three were... years we've been doing this podcast together. Uh, we're talking about Braun for the majority of that. Where was the young Santa Claus reference? Where the hell have you been sitting on <laughs> that? Dark one? hair. I mean, yeah, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> been uh, waiting to use that one. Yeah, people are pointing out in the chat about where Braun is now. Hey, man, he's he's made a bit at a bunch of pay per views, though. You know, yeah, they're mis- they're not using him well now, but um, it's not like he hasn't had any success. Chat room. He should be a world champion by now. That's not on him. That's on the damn writers. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see him and Lars in a program together. I think that would be really, really good. With the right seasoning for Lars. Hell yes, it could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, inexplicably tonight, Alexa Bliss made her return to the ring and faced Bailey. Issued a uh, challenge to Sasha Banks and Bailey on Twitter earlier in the day. Didn't know which one she was going to face. And, well, Matt, what did you think of this match? I thought it was good. What didn't you like? It was okay. I just thought it was a little rushed, a little hurried, not as smooth and polished oh. as it could have been. That corner spot could have been cool, except Bailey's feet hit the turnbuckle when she did the flip. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good match. I, I, I thought what's her name couldn't wrestle anymore. Alexa. Yeah. And she's yeah. been dealing with. She had been dealing with injuries, um, but uh-huh. I think th- again, I think there's a lot of internet speculation we never reported that she couldn't wrestle anymore but um oh. uh she, no she you know she had been dealing with injuries and and but she had been training in the performance center like a, a month ago so um yeah well, she's really good and very very talented so she's a star she's no, a star. I agree. and she looks at it you know she looks at it, so for, for what it was i her first match back you kind of want to do an exhibition you know you kind of want to make it a showcase for her and so this didn't go long um uh, I mean, they kind of, 
it kind of made Bailey didn't not look like much a day after losing the tag titles. Yeah. But, um, you know, I felt like there's other women they could have beaten in the back, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that haven't been protected lately that you might as well, since yes. you, you haven't been anyway, like the riot squad, but, um, yeah, I mean, I thought it, it was good for what it was. It was a showcase for Alexa. Yeah. Um, we'll see where they go from here. If they're going to keep it in a storyline, uh, with her and Bailey. So before we continue, let's take a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Wix, W-I-X. Raj, you work in the web business. Do you enjoy making websites? I do not anymore. I'm an old man, so the programming is starting to pass me by. <laughs> yeah, it's it's work. It's tedious. It's so hard to make something that looks good, that looks professional. But let me tell you, Wix is going to change what it means to build a website. Because with Wix, you can start with their pre uh, pre-built 500 stunning templates. You can start from scratch, drag and drop, change, customize and add whatever you want, customize your own text, images, videos, and more. Get hundreds of design features and apps to grow your brand and grow your online presence. And Wix takes care of all of it for you. SEO, search engine optimization. Raj, have you ever taken a course in that? You ever studied SEO? I have had to. Uh, everything on Wrestling Inc. is custom coded and uh, using something like Wix is so much easier. Oh, I would rather study the Spanish-American War than yeah, SEO. It it's so thick, so complex, so deep. But with Wix, all the SEO tools are included right there in their interface. Everything is automatically optimized for any device, desktop or mobile, no more doing all those tweaks saying, why doesn't it look right on my tablet? No, Wix makes it simple. Oh, I love Wix. I used it to build a political website last year for a local political campaign. Easiest web building experience of my lifetime. It looks so professional, it looks so good. Raj's wife has used it for her business, for her website. And let me tell you, as someone who has done this from scratch, like myself, like Raj, we can tell you Wix is the real deal. They make it so simple. And that's why millions of businesses use Wix to create their website. Millions of people use Wix to create their personal websites because you can instantly connect with your audience, manage your interactions in one place. And there are advanced features that will boost your productivity, manage your workflow and help you meet your deadlines, build those customer relationships. If you need to take payments, great. If you want to set up an online store, great. You want to plug in your mailing list, Wix has got everything you need. And we have got a deal. One, you can get started for free if you want to check out Wix and try it for yourself at wix.com but go to wix.com that's wix.com slash podcast you're gonna get 10 percent off when you sign up for a paid plan that's wix.com slash podcast wix.com slash podcast to get 10 percent off thank wix for sponsoring the wrestling inc podcast try wix it's going to be the most pleasant experience you've ever had building a website and we thank them for sponsoring our show I, I do gotta say real quick, my wife's traffic goes up every time we do these uh, we do these plugs, yoga with Anjali. And if you check it out, uh, she did that an hour. She hates coding. She has no, she doesn't like you know computer programming, nothing with that. Um, you know, she's kind of like uh, you know your parents when they're like, ah, the computer is not is frozen. You're like reboot. But she she did it in hours and and it looks great and it works on all your all your devices whether it's mobile tablet uh, desktop and it looks fantastic so I couldn't recommend it more. Hey Raj, does anyone in your circle that knows you and your wife like listen to this podcast? Uh, well, it depends if we're like. You no, know I'm saying word doesn't get back. It's like, and Raj was comparing you to his parents, and then he did this blue ad one week. He said his no, girlfriend. No. What's up with that, sister? No, not mutual friends. No. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> then, then safe harbor, right? Uh, anyhow, Becky Lynch came out tonight. She is the Raw Women's Champion, the SmackDown Women's Champion. She won all the belts last night at WrestleMania 35. Now, they didn't really dwell on that ending. Right when we got off this podcast last night, I hopped back on social media. And Raj, I don't know if you saw it. Everybody was talking about the ending. Was there a botch? There was not. So um, that was the planned ending. Yeah, the planned ending was for um, was for Becky to pin Ronda. Gotcha. And, you know, we had we had been talking about it before, like how it made all the sense in the world. And you have Charlotte, who has an issue because she was never beaten. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's no, I mean, the only thing that, uh, there are some, uh, sports illustrated is reporting that Rhonda's shoulder was supposed to go up like it did. Uh, Dave Meltzer had said it wasn't like she was supposed to be cleanly pinned. Well, of course, um, And that's what makes sense. This, we build to this epic, you know, this is supposed to be the epicenter of Becky's, um, final, you know, decrescendo, the tip of her, dec- uh, I mean, decrescendo, the tip of her crescendo of her storyline wave of hitting it huge right finally yeah. there's no way in hell that was supposed to be 
a screwy finish and not beating Ronda Rousey. Well, according to Sports Illustrated, they're saying it was supposed to be it was supposed to be screwed because they want to do Becky versus Ronda one-on-one next year at Wrestle, next year's WrestleMania. Ronda's gone for a while, comes back, and, and that's the match. But Becky you know, won't have this heat. Becky will not have this heat because WWE will yeah. right by then. Yeah, exactly. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, to me, Becky should have submitted Ronda. I think you could have had a very dramatic moment. Like the finish came out of nowhere. It's just kind of like, wait, well, what happened? And you're like, yes. it's over because the event was so long. But I think you could have gotten a lot of the drama and a lot of fans kind of into it if you had them trading holds or something at the Going end. Going false finishes too. Throw the falses in there too. Yeah, yeah that's and, what I was missing at the end. Because I went back and rewatched the match today. 21 minutes and change. That's yeah. all that was missing was that ending mm-hmm. sequence that we normally yes. get. A dramatic ending, yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, so I read the SI report. There's no way if Ronda's leave, taking time off to have kids – in 12 months, she's going to successfully conceive a baby, <laughs> deliver the baby, nurse the baby, and train for an in-ring return. Now, someone on Twitter made the joke, and I apologize for getting your name. Someone said uh, the Rhonda quote exactly will be maternity leave is for bitches. <laughs> Props to you, uh, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, does Rhonda, you know, maybe come out pregnant, deliver the baby in the ring, special delivery, the, the, feet, the, the, the newborn child pins Becky for the She's win? She's eight months. She's eight months in the WrestleMania main yeah, event. Yeah, just ready to pop. Because there's no way in a year. No, I agree. I She's mean, but, you know. Yeah. She's not even pregnant yet. Yeah. All right. Like, it's impossible. That, yeah, they would they would not let her wrestle. <laughs> so I don't think that was the plan. We're gonna do this dusty finish, and then Ronda's gonna come back in a year for a rematch. Yeah. So well, I mean, so, so I you know I believe in that you know the Meltzer report is correct. Like it, Ronda's shoulders were supposed to go down. Maybe she got excited. Uh, he had mentioned that he didn't think that she was purposely trying to screw it up, like just messed up, and you know the shoulder got up. So. Yeah, uh, um, and that's her, that's the sell, by the way. When you get rolled up out of nowhere, she sold that as you're supposed to sell it. Going, that wasn't three. No way was that three. Um, kind of a thing. People got yeah. confused and thought she was complaining about her shoulder being up. She wasn't. Hmm. She was doing what like Scott Hall did when one, two, three rolled him up. Right. It's yeah. the, holy. Sh- there's no way that just happened. That was not three. No way. No. Please tell me that not just happened, referee. Please, please tell me that not just happened. You know, and you're right. humiliated and you're embarrassed. Right. Yeah. If Ronda was really pissed, you know, it, yeah. it would have been a different story. And she would have been doing this with her arms and her shoulder was up. You know, Corey Graves didn't help the situation. No. Yeah. That was the part that sold it when he was like, oh, let's watch the replay. It's like talking about it too much. <laughs> when they didn't tonight, they didn't sell tonight. Ronda didn't come out and dispute it. Becky is the well, champ. Ronda broke her hand. So there, there was an injury. Ronda broke her hand. So she couldn't come out tonight, even though. But also, Ronda's gone after, was going to be yeah, gone yeah. after tonight anyway. So they put a period on it tonight. Becky Lynch is the champion of both brands. Came out, cut this promo, which uh, is funny. The accent was fully back and thick tonight. Now that she's champ, doesn't care. Um, I thought it was an okay promo. But then when she went to leave, Lacey Evans came out. Punched her in the face. Great punch. Yeah. And they got into it. Who can't work? That was a great punch. Yes. So this is the she. She's already, here's my problem though. She's already sold the way too much. Mm. Yeah. But to, you know, we criticize sometimes who they push and we'll, we'll see if Lacey can go in the ring and how, how much she's improved, but she did come across as a star out there. Um, And, and with this, when her exchange with Becky Lynch, people were into it. She was uh, in the Raj. You could go out there right now and punch Brock Lesnar in the face, and immediately you get over as a star. <laughs> That's how this works. It's called a rub. Yeah, she but, looked like a star because of who she was out there and who she was mingling with. Yeah, I, I bet if Sarah Logan was there, it wouldn't. She have been still looks like some. No, Raj, you're missing the entire point. This was her first introduction. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Logan has been on TV and misused and misrepresented and whatever you want to call it for a year now and change, right? We know what her act is. I would argue if Sarah Logan came out there for the first time and punched her in the face, you'd have the same exact reaction. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and she still looks like a girl that was stuck in, what do you call those things, uh, Glenn? Bomb shelter. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, and she but, sold too much. They had her sell too much. She shouldn't have sold nothing. She oh, should have right hooked Becky, dropped Becky, and walked away and sass, whatever you call it. Sassy. What do you call the whistler? Sashay. Thank you. Sashayed away. And on the on the flip side of that, they should have had 
Lacey take off her heels early because it seemed weird to see Becky selling to a woman in heels, you know? Um, I didn't but, think about that, but yeah. Uh, she just drop her. There's no there's no reason. She could have caught her off guard. It makes sense for Becky to be dropped by, by a one-hitter quitter that you're not expecting. You know what I mean? Any one of us are wide open. All of us on our butt. Yeah, or if you had Lacey have like some brass knucks in her purse. You know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't hurt Becky. She could have dropped her right there and walked away. End of story. Now you got a great... Yeah. You know, storyline moving forward. Unless the plan is they they're going to work each other, right? Yeah, I think so. Clearly, yeah, I think I, I think that's okay. Becky's next. Yeah, for sure. And she's now, like, should I let her snuffer and walk away. Now uh, I'm wondering if they're going to give her a separate feud on SmackDown for the SmackDown title. I doubt it. I mean, they're going to make her make a decision, maybe, and maybe there's a tournament. Or you know, they're doing the uh, superstar uh, shake. Right, shake up and bake or whatever. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so next week they're going to have people from both brands. Maybe they do something to get you know one of the titles off of Becky there, or she has to decide or something. They cannot let her lose, dude. Not yet. They, they got to. Yeah. I don't know if you do it, Raj. Other than say like, all right, pick one. Yeah, I think the WWE who can't know when there's too much of a good thing. I mean, they just put both titles on her at the end of the first women's headline in WrestleMania. I think mm-hmm. they're going to book her. They're going to, tr- she's going to be cross brand even in the shakeup because why would you invest all of that? I'd be so down for that. I, I, yeah. I actually like that idea for now. Yeah. Until they figure it out. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, I don't think she's going to have to pick one or the other next week, but who knows? Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll know more tomorrow night. I'm sure it makes the girls different. It makes them even more different again, even more, you know what I mean? Now yeah. they have the champion that can go across brands. Well, and Matt, to your point that in a year, Becky's not going to have this heat. Yeah. That's why like ride this now while, while it's here. And that's yeah. a shame. I shouldn't have to say that, but we know the inevitable because they've already killed like 50% of heat, her heat, I would argue. The fans, yeah. you guys have just been amazing by not allowing them screwing up how they wrote for her during that angle to dissuade you guys from cheering for her. So kudos to all the fans. And the one thing with Lacey working with Becky is she'll get a lot of good experience from it. And she doesn't have to do much because Becky is so over, you know, she doesn't yeah, have to be pulling off these really strong matches or anything right off the bat. No. Um, but, so. but, but playing within her character, the realm of her 1950s bomb shelter character, <laughs> I'm very interested in how she's going to pull that off in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Yeah. You know what Matt, I mean? Because listen, yeah. the characters that get over Glenn are the ones that know how to play within their character in between the moves. It's not the moves; it's what you do in between the moves that get you over and make people emotionally invest in you. It is never the moves; it's your character, it's your persona. So my question is, how in the hell is she going to glue me in by doing what? Like she's not; she doesn't wrestle on her hat. So what is she gonna like? What is she gonna fix or adjust in between her moves that make me go, "Oh crap, she's a badass! I'm gonna cheer for her." Or yeah. here to her because she's badass. Like nothing. That character she has got to shake. She doesn't need it. She's a friggin' military like stud. Oh yeah, actual yeah. marine, military police. Oh, there's nothing more badass than that. Period. That's what she needs uh, to be. That being said, if you're going to a raw live event, I would like to see someone make a sign that refers to Lacey Evans as the bombshell from the bomb shelter. That's got a nice ring. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah. we want we want uh, our right to that. By the way. <laughs> get a shirt up on pw wrestling yeah. podcast underneath yeah uh <laughs> but no i thought this was good tonight i mean let's see what they do with becky tomorrow i'm sure charlotte's gonna have some words tomorrow night and maybe they'll continue that on smackdown uh if that's where charlotte's staying um ricochet and alistair black guys it's 24 hours out for mania ricochet and alistair black are still a tag team <sighs> they changed they... up uh, alistair black's entrance a little bit he didn't come up on the the thing is a mirror there are more candles every time they do this entrance now they took i didn't notice that but did they don't <laughs> didn't you think they took away from his entrance i thought so yeah i mean he he was the only person i've ever really seen do that so it was kind of you know it's different but but he didn't come up from the gimmick right right so, no he didn't he just he just kind of rose up this is the beginning or he like bro. jumped up like ray mysterio i think this is the beginning, folks. This is the beginning of them taking it away little by little by little. And before you know it, he's just going to be a normal guy wrestling. And I'm going to be so angry. Yeah. Uh, tonight, I thought least impressive match they've had against Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, who had an inset video promo sort of announcing that they're heels. They announced it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're it's when, you, when you do your heel turn in an inset promo, it's never a good thing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's um, 
I, I was just waiting. One of these teams for someone to turn on the other one. I thought this was the chance for somebody to break up, but no. They Ricochet and Alistair Black won. Team should be broken up. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So uh, Ricochet, Alistair Black won, and then uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable attacked them after. So they turned officially turned heel. So I've been wanting Bobby Roode to turn him, you know, turn Bobby Roode heel all this time. They finally do it in this setting. Still in tag team. By himself, people. By himself. Please be by himself. I mean, now he's pretty much in the same spot he is, you know, before just as a heel by being in this tag team. 100%. It was just, I thought it was weird. It was like, here's Alistair Black and Ricochet called up from NXT facing against Gable and Rude, like two mismanaged NXT call ups. <clears throat> Matt, back to your point, don't get any Anya. Like, not the best segment for them to be in. No, no. titles on the line, just an You're exhibition right. match. 100% right. Yeah. Um, oh, I, once they had Gable doing Rude's manner mannerisms and wearing the robe, it oh. just kind of, it just turned them into goofs, you know. And and when Rude just did it himself, he looked like a star. Isn't yeah. that weird though? Because when Gable was doing back in NXT, the Ready Willing and Gable, I mean, he was a goof, but at least it was his own thing. That thing kind of worked, I thought. Yeah, because it was his it. own thing. It was original. He wasn't just out there aping someone. I mean, you know, with the exception of uh, Damian Mizdow, I don't think copying your partner's gimmick has ever worked in recent memory. No, yeah. Um, the young Dean Am I mean, I, yeah, as far well, as being like same characters. Yeah. Or the Usos. <clears throat> well, no, no, but I'm saying, but that's that you they're know, they're twins. Like they're not two they're, single stars. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> one is not taking the others yeah. morphing into their gimmick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here you go. The hammer Valentine making his hair black to match honky talk, man. Which is <laughs> that's ex that's a great example of what this of uh, what good uh, Rude and Gable were. Poor Greg Valentine. Or, rhythm and blues. Yeah. Are way better than that. Um, Dean Ambrose advertised as his last match on Monday Night Raw tonight against Bobby Lashley. Do we believe it, Raj? Do you believe this was it? I do. Okay, Matt? I don't know. I guess so, because we haven't heard anything. No rumors, nothing. Yeah, but then even Bobby... It's not so like they're doing a that. hot angle with him that you're like... You know what I mean? Like, there's well, a reason for them to be lying about this. Part of me that thought, no, that they weren't lying, but that Dean on his own accord, yeah. like, you know what? I'm coming back because, you know, Roman's back. My buddy's back. I'm having fun again. You know what? Let's do it other three years. And Lashley says the line to Dean Ambrose, he's going to take care of his wife while he's gone, referring to Renee Young. That's where I thought, okay, that's that's a, a heat. Definitely. You know, that that's an angle in this. I don't know. If Bob, let me put it this way, if we see Bobby backstage next week trying to chat up Renee, I think Dean's coming back. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. If they keep this going. Because that seems like okay, they don't it's not often that they bring up their relationship status. It seems right. to me like they, there might be an opening there, but we'll see. But for this tonight, I mean it was just a beat down. It went both ways till Lashley got the better and then just beat the crap out of Ambrose, threw him through a table. And Renee's response to that was she she was like what does he mean by that? It's like, what, what the <laughs> hell do you think he means by that? Hey, hey, Raj, she, that to be fair, she's from Canada. Once I make yeah. sure you're always taking that, you always get your discount on your rental car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> once I make sure, yeah, come on. Yeah, walk you. Once make sure you wear your seatbelt when you land on your on the airplane. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think? That would be funny. Give me those vignettes. Give me a Lashley face turn, and he's just you know. Genuinely taking care of Renee. That I'd like to see. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this was what it was. This could be it. So supposedly after Raw went off the air tonight, uh, according to our chat room, uh, Roman and Dean came out and the shield did a little thing. Yeah, we have we have correspondence there. I got all the details, so we'll we'll get that's into cool. that. But yeah, yeah. D Dean Roman, they did another farewell kind of deal. Good, that's cool. Um, they could have surprised us with this, but before we went to commercial, Sami Zayn was walking backstage and, uh, then we came but, back to, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Keep going. We came back to another man in the mirror promo from Mojo Raleigh who had face paint on because that's what he was lacking. <laughs> did, did we, we didn't get to the, the sock puppet thing. Right? Uh, wasn't that later? No, that, that was, was earlier. Later. It was uh, it was after Rude and Gable, but they had that. It, they oh, had right. that box that had a 
a sock puppet of that a was buzzard. a buzzard that that looked like a sock puppet, and it looked like he was wearing an old Bray Wyatt shirt. So it was yes. clearly something with Bray Wyatt. So he's coming back with I don't know something new or good. I, I hope it was, so. I hope it was a so. weird thing. I mean, it was it was weird. I hope we get something cool out of Bray. Bray is so talented, man. Yeah, I did too. Bray could have interrupted the main event tonight. That would have been great. Bray and Harper. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, better than what we got. So uh, Sami Zayn comes out to the ring, asks if anyone wants to fight him. They pause for a bit. It's a little awkward. Then Finn Balor comes out. Um, at this point, I thought maybe I'd eaten a blue chew earlier in the evening because, boy, was I excited for this match. And then Balor announced that it was going to be for the Intercontinental Championship. Matt, what did you make of this match? I, I go, wow, they're just going to job him out already. <laughs> Sami Zayn? Yeah. Finn came out. I swear to God, even with the title being on the line, I'm like, there's no, nope, nope, nope. They're jobbing him out. This is this is, this is is horrible. That's kind of what I thought, too. I, I hate when someone returns and they beat him their first night out. Stupid. His promo afterwards was hilarious. I loved his promo afterwards. He was freaking awesome. But we'll, we, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, so I have to say, good to see Sammy back, but kind of a just okay sammy match right i mean this wasn't one of his all-time classics it, it, it was short in time too though it wasn't yeah. as, as long as i was hoping it was going to be yeah <laughs> and one fin, of the part of it beat him um, beat pretty, 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 hand, pretty handily he was beaten yeah blocked the huluva kick well i think that's part of it is that sammy wasn't working from an angle that was babyface or heel during the match Seems like he didn't pick a side until he cut that promo after Finn won. Sammy uh, says, clear you all missed me, but I haven't missed you. Talks about it being a toxic environment in the WWE. And it's not because of the McMahons or the superstars. It's because of the audience. Talked about how miserable they are. They only get joint satisfaction out of being critics. At this point, I really just thought Sammy was talking to me directly. Uh, Sammy says, <laughs> it's the only thing that gives him any sense of self-importance. And I'm like, dude, it's like you're reading my journal. Uh, he went on yeah. and on about this, saying the fans have become the evil overlords of the WWE. And uh, he's not back to save them. He's uh, not there to take over. He's going to come out each week and hold each and every fan accountable because no one else will. And then he says, see you in hell. And <laughs> I thought it was one of the best promos to date. Honestly, it was great. I loved it. I thought he, uh, it sounded authentic. It reminded me of Daniel Bryan's promos. He's, he's like one of the few other people in the company right now that delivers promos that sound like they're real, like they're authentic. That's what they really think. And it's an even bigger dagger to the heart because those are the guys that Daniel Bryan's and him that the internet crowd loves, loves too. So the fact that he's the one who, who Sammy, you know, Zane's the one who's throwing those daggers at him, right? <laughs> between the eyes with that type of, ooh, that, that's it makes it all the more heat, I think. Yeah, and his delivery was awesome. I thought, I thought, I thought he was great. So I thought whatever he he lost with the loss, he he gained back in spades with this promo. Yeah, I just want to see what they go with it, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. No reason he has to lose for this to be his character, though. So, right. He could have just done a promo. Get him, yeah, get him some wins. What the hell is that? Yeah. Um, I really like that. And I have to admit, this was short, but this was one of my favorite moments tonight. Sarah Schreiber, who I guess works for the WWE, that, that's the answer to that question who was that blonde woman backstage <laughs> talking to Dana Brooke? Um, Dana Brooke congratulated Becky Lynch and said that we saw there's a line to get a shot from Becky now. Dana knows she's not at the front, but she's not at the back, so she's going to seize the moment. She confirmed she's in the line somewhere tonight, and I thought, oh, that's so wonderfully vague. Um, so it looks like, you know, she's getting some TV time. The commentary sold it as her having a mania moment last uh, week. I'm just excited yeah. if we get a women's undercard again, because I feel like with Ronda, that's what we've really lost. You love her. Dana, I, I love her story. She's gone through some hardship. I'm sure you know, Matt, about uh, her boyfriend who was a bodybuilder who passed away around a year ago. Um, you yeah. know, I think it's got to be tough. To, yeah, she was in the pro, uh, came up with Emma. Emma got injured. Dana got put in with Charlotte. She's had kind of a rocky start. But look, I mean, she's a female bodybuilder. She's a hell of an athlete, uh, you know, a, a gymnast. And I feel like they've never really figured out what to do with her. So, yeah, I want to see her get something. I feel like she is one of the the unsung heroes of the women's division and deserves at least a shot, you know. 
Dana's promo. Dana's problem right now is her promos, man. They sound like she's doing them one line, one line at a time. Like she says one line, then someone reads her the next line, and then she says the next line, and it just it takes forever. And she's like, "Well, now I'm getting to the front, and now <laughs> you you know, like it just freaking takes forever. It's uh, it doesn't doesn't gel. So I think she just needs to work on that." Anyhow, so yes, uh, I think with Dana, I hope I hope they have something for her. I think she absolutely deserves it. Elias tonight commented on his segment with John Cena, said he was going out tonight to debut his rock opera, and no one better interrupt him. But he was going to show people how easy it was to rap. Uh, he got a couple lines and said, if anyone interrupts him, they're a dead man. And then boom, the gong hit. The Undertaker came out. Uh, they had a stare down. Elias almost got out of the ring. He went back in the ring, guitar in hand. And then uh, Taker just uh, choke slammed him. Yeah, pile, Tombstone pile driver. Fans were cheering. Undertaker looked so good tonight. Best he's looked in years. Physically, he looked great. Physically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did. Um, I thought this was cool as hell. <laughs> Very unexpected. I had no idea he was going to be on tonight. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I, I, would you rather have done it the other way? Have Cena on tonight and Undertaker at WrestleMania or, or this oh, way? I don't know. This way, because a mania, it would have been on such a long damn show, a five-hour event. Everything was starting to lose itself because it was such a long show. Right. But even Cena had the long entrance with the, the Babe Ruth, the Babe Ruth uh, video package. And I would argue that was done on Raw. Cena's pop would have been even bigger. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, no, Taker, uh, physically, he looked good. His hair... Um, he should do like you remember back in the day he had the mohawk and and you know he needs to do something because he's got the baron corbin skullet going um he does <laughs> do you think maybe like he didn't know he was going on and that, i don't know yeah i mean i think because he's undertaker like there's nothing he can do that's wrong right you know I, mean? <laughs> I know i mean i mean i was popping when i mean i was popping when he came out i was like yeah this is awesome and i i made the mistake of tweeting that i think it's fair to say this show is freaking awesome you know like the, the the rest of the show can't ruin it now and uh yeah, yeah taker being on that, that that's a good point the great surprise uh, what was elias's line that got him uh that came that got him out he says it was some oh, rap that, yeah, interrupts. if someone interrupts me they're a dead man yeah yeah Go i thought on. i thought that was clever as soon as he said it the fans kind of sensed it and it was a cool moment no, they didn't. They thought whoever's coming out was going to get their ass. Like he's going to try to fight him or something. I didn't know. I didn't when he said "dead man," you didn't think it was Undertaker? No, because how he said it, he didn't say it like "dead man." He said it like "you're a dead man," and it and it rhymed. Yeah, no, it did. But I thought I mean, as soon as I heard we that, were I get a funny rap thing, a couple more funny bars from him because his first two were awesome. His first two bars were hilarious. Yeah, something about three fingers for Cena, yeah. and the one in the middles for him. Yeah, it's funny. I thought we were going to get even more out of it. And I thought, like, oh, this is cool. And then that freaking Undertaker? Shoot. So everyone in the chat knew it was Undertaker as soon as he said dead man. You liars. Of course you did. You guys can never be wrong or be surprised. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> but uh, it was an awesome moment. And it was cool that they did something here that they didn't do at WrestleMania. It's the night after. Um, and I'm glad they didn't do it at Mania in addition to Cena, just because that show is so freaking long. You don't need to add another 30 minutes. Oh. I knew Undertaker was coming out. Continue. Sorry. And then that brought us to the main event tonight. The winner takes all match between Kofi Kingston representing the World Heavyweight Championship and Seth Rollins representing the Universal Championship. Winner would win both belts, both titles. Let's talk about the match itself before the DQ that happened. Um, Matt, what did you think of these two guys going one-on-one? -on -one? They didn't even get a chance to really get cooking yet. Do you know what I mean? I would say like they were still in like second, going into third gear, as well as they should have been with the amount of time they had left in the show. And uh, I was looking forward to a freaking awesome barn burner type match. I really was. I did not see this getting broken up for some reason. I thought because of the the the, uh, the shakeup coming that maybe you know they do put it on one person for the shakeup and then they make a tournament or some stupid stuff like that or something like that. I don't know, um, but. I did not see it being broken up for some reason. I don't know why I didn't. 
see, I, I, I agree with you, Matt. I thought this match was going to go the rest of the time, but I, you know, I tweet, I tweeted that I thought it was going to be broken up by Daniel Bryan and that it was going to lead to a tag match tomorrow night. Like Daniel Bryan breaks it up and they beat it, you know, Rollins and Kofi down. That's how raw goes off the air. And then, and then tomorrow night on SmackDown, him and Rowan versus those two, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, um, and that, that to me, it still sucks that you're seeing, you know, this title for title match end on a DQ um, and being made into a tag match. But at least it's Daniel Bryan. It's it's better. Right. Um, I, I just think the bar doing it as soon as they did that on a, on a night when you had Undertaker uh, making a surprise appearance and Lars Sullivan and all that. And th- that's how you're ending the show. Um, yeah, it, didn't, it didn't it didn't it didn't gel. That did not gel at all. No. And yeah. I don't know why. And then poor Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh man, he, <laughs> he had to cut I, that promo. He got booed for it. I mean, I felt bad that he had to cut that promo. That was a no-win promo. Uh, so the bar interferes uh, after that breaks up. Seth Rollins, hey Kofi, you and me, we'll say we'll continue this another day. But right now, what do you say we team up in a tag team match against these guys? <laughs> yeah. And the crowd just went like they just turned on this. They turned on the whole show basically after this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just it was brutal. I mean, Nick, uh, you know, was at the arena and he said after this, I mean, there's CM Punk chants and AEW oh, chants. Oh my um, god, that'll show him being the elite. <laughs> and it was they turn on this something fierce against the two like the two most over guys on the show last night at WrestleMania. I'd argue that the pops for Seth and and I mean, Kofi for sure, oh, and I'd say Seth were probably bigger than Becky last night. They shouldn't have, man. I blame the five hour show. I still, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. Because I'm proud of the fans for hanging in there during this stupid stuff they had Becky do leading up to Mania. They really cooled her off. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, mean, I was really happy the fans stuck in there and they're like, you know what? No, 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 no. They're not going to cool her off too. Much. You know what I mean? Right. Like we, she's our girl. We picked her. F you for trying to cool her off. We see what you're doing. It ain't gonna work. Because mm-hmm. they were. I think. I think the fans kind of like you know what. F it. They they they're, they're starting to bit. Remember her knee was hurt and she kept getting right. beat so, up. Uh, around for weeks. <laughs> Stupid stuff that she should not have been doing. You're like, what the hell are they doing with her? Yeah. They got the other two rocketed up. You know, they got Charlotte. You know, really hot, and they got Ronda really hot again when she turned. And I was like, what about Becky? You know what I mean? They kind of just like, she was like the odd man out as far as uh, attention to continue to give her layers to that onion that she still needed to go through into this WrestleMania match. Yeah. Yeah. Or they took some away. They didn't, they, they're supposed to be adding some, but they, they took some away from her. Yeah. And they kind of cooled her off a little bit. I really felt that. So I was no, like, I thought her, the booking that they did with her from SummerSlam. Towards the Royal Rumble was outstanding, and then it was just the shits. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so a beach ball chance. There was a beach ball being thrown around. So when you heard cheers, that was the beach ball. Uh, when was the security that? guy took to the beach ball, that was the booze. Inverse AJ match. Was that when was that the beach ball? No, during this main event, during the bar versus Kofi and Seth. Oh really? Yeah. And then there was a loud AEW chant. AEW sent something on Twitter <laughs> responding to that. Um, so, yeah, it was a mess. I, I, I could see WWE doing this to pop a big rating. But if you're going to do that, you gotta you got to deliver, I mean, you know, something. Yeah. Whether it's a surprise, just anything. They could have done a double pin. They're both talented enough to pull off a double pin where one hits a German suplex. Other shoulders are still down. One, two, three. Yeah. Both their shoulders down. Or he could have had a bunch of people. You know what you could have done is a bunch of people attack Kofi and Seth. Um, you know, Brock's gone, but you could have had so a, the title to the show. We we want a chance at this championship. Well, well, I was going to say you have five or six guys attack them, and then Undertaker comes out then. So at least you get out of that match, but you mm-hmm. still give the crowd something huge that they weren't expecting. Yeah. Oh, and that would make yeah. sense storyline wise to have every other guy being like, "No, you're not taking away our opportunities yeah. by putting the belts on one guy." Yes. All right. Yeah, so you have raw guys come in, SmackDown guys come in, attacking them. Yeah, 
No, 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 no. This is not how this works, you guys. No. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine if they would have had that and then Lars Sullivan would have came in and just cleaned house? Yeah, it would have been pretty badass. Yeah, that would have so, been a hell of a way to go off the air. Although you can't go wrong having Undertaker end it either, though. Good Lord. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Undertaker would have gotten the biggest pop, I think. Uh, you know, Lars, when Lars came out, it was more, I felt like a lot of people were confused, like surprised, but not, it wasn't that's like, uh, so wrong. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, so Kofi and Seth getting the win. I think Rollins got the pin on, was it Cesaro? I couldn't uh, was one of, was was it? Rollins got the pin on one of them. Yeah. Raj, <laughs> I'm trying not to remember this match <laughs> very specifically. Um, I just want to think maybe they lost power and they had to, to be continued Kofi versus Seth in my mind. That's how raw ended. Um, yeah, this was uh, something else, but Kofi and Seth picked up the win over the bar. They stood tall as the uh, champions of both brands and the raw after mania is in the history books tomorrow night on SmackDown new day is having a celebration for Kofi Kingston. Do have they teased anything else for tomorrow night? No, I think that's it. Okay. And maybe we'll see some more call-ups or some debuts or something. Sure. It'll be an eventful SmackDown. Yeah. So on our polls, this episode, I'm sure. Um, if the ending was different, it would have been a gigantic, like a almost unanimous thumbs up, but it was a big thumbs down. Wow. And uh, I, Rollins addressed the fans after the show. He understood that they were pissed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he took the mic. He called Kofi a pioneer, a trailblazer, just put him, basically put him over to get the crowd back on their side. And then he calls out Roman Reigns, Roman, and Roman got booed. So the... Um, so the bloom is kind of off the well, may, and this is also New York. And after they kind of just shat on you know, them, with, a lot of them are from overseas, these are the smartest of smart marks. Remember that, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And so then during that segment, uh, Rollins asked Ambrose to join them, and they do a proper send off. Dean came out, Rollins puts over how much he learned from Dean, the fans for and the fans chanted for Dean not to leave. And Dean's final comments were saying the best thing he's ever seen in WWE was Rollins stomping Lesnar's dumb lunchbox head into the ground and take the title back for the boys. And then he praised Roman Reigns for being the shit out of cancer. And that was, uh, they did the feel. Oh yeah. He also said that when they debuted at TLC, Arn Anderson called the shield two indie schmucks and a football player. (laughs) And uh, he, he, he said that a building is, just a building but it's the people who fill it that matter they end up doing shield fist bumps and that was it to end the show that's what arn anderson called the shield <laughs> man gloves are off on arn anderson now that he's gone from the wwe two in schmucks in a football player wow. <laughs> um that's funny wow. but yeah. uh yeah and then they've all won the wwe championship so yeah um Interesting raw tonight, man. I think everyone except the bar came across looking good tonight. That was just a tough, tough spot. I, I think it was bad for Kofi and Seth. It kind of took a, yeah. a, a lot of the edge off of their title wins. I mean, fans were chanting for like crazy for Kofi and Seth and booing them by the end and chanting AEW. Yeah, that's not how you want your, uh, you know, your tops, you know, the reaction to your top stars in, in the main event. Now, Matt, I know you like heat, but if you had to pick, if you were a performer, what would you rather be stuck with tonight? What Cesaro and Seamus were stuck with? Or Mojo Raleigh with blue pen drawn on your face, screaming at yourself in a mirror? Which slot would you have jockeyed for? I could have made the blue pen on my face work. <laughs> <laughs> you could become the blue pen, Mar- blue pen Matt Morgan. Yeah. There you go. Could have pulled that shit off. Um, yeah, man. Interesting, interesting Raw tonight. I think uh, it's going to be remembered as one of those times, right? This is uh, like Ray coming out number 30 in the Rumble. The fans <laughs> just had their expectations so set on something major happening. I, in the past, because in the past it was much different. In the past it was such a big deal. The next Raw after Mania with a lot of debuts generally. Yeah. And big, giant ones. I didn't feel like we got that, even though Lars debuted, even though Homegirl debuted and punched her, you know, Becky in the face. I, I didn't think we, I didn't feel like we got that tonight. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the WWE, I mean, they they acknowledge it, right? They did that uh, that Raw or they did the twenty four special on the Raw after Mania. I mean, they know this is a big Sammy even said it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had Sammy come back, uh, but yeah, they didn't have you know. There are a lot of years where they just bring a bunch of NXT guys that go nowhere. So, and they just did that like two months ago. So I was thinking no further back, like OVW will get their call ups now. Right? Yeah, like Brock when they brought him. But uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the people they've called up in that last batch. Nikki Cross is doing nothing. EC3 is, you know, yeah. in case I mean, they don't have room. To be fair to be to be fair to WWE, they don't right. have the room for call ups now anyway. So it's not fair to really for me to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so SmackDown tomorrow night, Superstar Shakeup is next week from Montreal on both Raw and SmackDown, a two night event. Last night after WrestleMania went off the air. Batista announced his retirement from oh, the ring. Oh, really, yep. Dave? I thought you were still going to keep wrestling. <laughs> oh, really? Shit. So you're not going to AEW? You're not going to Ring of Honor, Dave? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're, 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 uh, I was going to fan those flames for you, Dave, and get you a really good table. <laughs> you're going to continue to work because you love the business so much. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I guess kind of the, the surprise of no one. Was there a hashtag nobody cares? <laughs> Um, but yeah, Batista officially announcing that he's, he's retired. So, um, yeah, he got his last match that he always wanted with triple H. Um, the crowd was quiet. He didn't he care. What do you want? What do you want? You got what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but no, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big Batista fan. Uh, so, um, I just think it sucked where their match was placed last night and it went way too long, but you know, uh, hats off to Batista, you know, for, uh, he had a he had a great WWE run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that, uh, yeah, had a match that uh, definitely was a showcase of WrestleMania. I mean, they, they took up all. Wasn't that the longest match last night? Him and Triple H. It felt like it. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, AJ Styles is injured in addition to Ronda Rousey breaking her hand. Do we know what's what's up with AJ? Mm-hmm. So Ronda's hand sounds like it's pretty bad. Um, AJ, we don't know anything. He just, uh, he was, his access signings today were canceled. They said he was injured. Uh, he was sent home. So he's not going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. Um, something during his match with Randy Orton and not much else is known. So, but yeah, AJ Styles is is injured and he's not going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. Damn, man. That, that kid, the, well, not, he, he didn't get injured ever, really. Back when we used to wrestle, like TNA and everything like that, he never got hurt. You think it's the schedule and you know all the the wear and tear after all those years? With how hard he goes. I mean, he's a little bit older, right? And look how hard he goes, though. Right. He doesn't leave anything backstage in any of his matches. That's why I like watching him, man. Yeah. But I mean, every night he is slingshotting himself to the top rope. Every single house show, like like I can't begin to tell you how hard that is. Like I fall right on my face, but to, to not tear your groin or strain your groin doing that night in and night out. Yeah, and the flying forearms, the outside yeah. of the ring, and yeah, yeah. I mean, he just does so many so many acrobatic, athletic moves. People forget how old he is. Yeah, he, no, because he's uber athletic and he looks like a million bucks. And he doesn't look like an older guy doing it. Let's be very clear. He looks very young. No, right. Yeah, no. No, you don't You don't look at him. And, no. Right. <clears throat> AJ, 41 years old. Um, So, Brock Lesnar, is he done with the WWE? As for, oh. for right now, he is. He's negotiating with the UFC, fight with Daniel Cormier uh, in August. Usually that means WWE comes back with a bigger offer. Which, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, what what that last time? I mean, every time Lesnar's schedule gets easier, he makes more money. Like bef- like a year ago, he was doing house shows. And then when they resigned him, no more house shows, fewer appearances. Um, so I, yeah, man, call, call his bluff. Let him fight in the UFC. I want to see that fight as it is. So let him go to the yeah. UFC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that last night was his last advertised date. So obviously he can always be resigned, but as of right now, that was it. Okay. I mean, we'll see. We'll see uh, if it sticks. And then lastly, 
major transportation issues last night after WrestleMania. Uh, fans were there for what, like four or five hours trying to get Ubers and Lyfts? It, it was a few hours, yeah. Um, it, it, it took several hours for the fans after uh, after WrestleMania to use the public transportation, buses, the trains, uh, to get back home. And the reason, so the New Jersey Transit is blaming it on, on WWE because they said they were going to be done by, I believe it was 10.30 or 11. <laughs> and instead they were done by 12.30. And so everyone got out by one. And due to federal regulations, they have to stop running half their buses at yes. one. Yes, that's a real thing, actually. Yes. Yeah. So they had half the buses. The show went long. So, you know, there was half the transportation to take all these guys. It started raining and pouring down like it was pouring down hard. Uh, fans, you know, being in there for hours, the Uber surcharge went up like five times. Of course. Uh, wait, wait, real quick, Raj. Great. What, what my question is, did WWE say anything about it? Have they commented on this yet? They apologized uh, for any inconvenience they might have you know, well, I had this even at Evolution. Remember when uh, I cities like that, Orlando's like that. Yeah, I mean, I when I did the run in on Evolution from the parking lot, we were at Evolution. It took us ninety minutes to get an Uber back, and I think we paid like one hundred and fifty dollars to go from uh, Long Island to New York. But the cities closed down the buses, yeah. the train, and things like that at a certain time. I mean, twelve a.m. What the hell, WWE? You had to know that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could see this being a thing of they didn't even think about it. They probably when they were arranging the event, they said, oh, we'll be out of there by then. Totally forgot about it. Didn't even think about the transit. And that's somebody's job not to forget that, though. No, I agree. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, WWE, I do feel like they're at fault here because uh, the city's not going to the city's not watching WrestleMania waiting to see right. when it ends to decide what the, the train schedule is going to be. They have a set law already in place, though. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. up to the, the sporting event or whatever the concerts, whatever the hell it is, to work around those parameters. Those parameters have been set from day one. Most major cities are set like that. They usually go off by 11 p.m. Right. Yeah. Some, some 10. I know yeah. it's 11 in Orlando. But you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, right. that's... If yeah. So the transit spokesperson said the primary factor contributing to the post-event delays was the WWE's decision to extend the event to 12.30 a.m., which had significant operational impacts on the evening. New Jersey Transit was not informed of this decision until late last night, and the governor commented on it, too, mm -hmm. and basically said, at the end of the day, folks are frustrated. They ought to be. Uh -huh. It's completely, utterly dog-ate-my-homework unacceptable. I agree. Uh, I yeah. hate that governor, but I agree with that. <laughs> In WWE, their statement was, we regret any inconvenience fans may have experienced with mass transportation after the event. Uh, they had added earlier that they don't advertise their end times just like other sports and entertainment events, but New Jersey Transit's uh, saying that WWE had given them a time that they were going to be done. So hopefully they learned from this. Um, a lot of fans had, you know, there was the issue in the AJ Styles, Randy Orton match where there's a bright light shining in their face, but yeah, they, they turned that off before the end of the match. And also the... With the outdoor stadiums, they have these pillars that they set up to set up the roof. So if it rains, uh, you know, it doesn't get the ring wet. And uh, that blocks a lot of people's views. And, you know, when, when you're buying tickets, you can kind of see the stage where the stage setup is, is and everything. But you don't see the pillars and if the pillars are going to block your view. So a lot of fans were upset that, you know, you get there and you could see half the ring. So, um, yeah. yeah. If you're going to a WWE pay-per-view, and I say this from experience, I mean, in Dallas, we left right when the main event started and still took us 15 minutes to get a car, but drive, rent a car if you have to, be in control of your own destiny. It's like there's it's terrible. <laughs> a lot of people left during that main event last night, and that, that might be one of the reasons why there wasn't much, as much heat in the main event, is mm. people were trying to beat the crowds and, and get out. And What a beat ran out of that parking lot, I bet, though. Yeah, but still, I'd rather be in my car when it's raining. I'd rather yeah. be my own vehicle than standing out there in that Uber line. Yeah. 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 And then the, the parking lot itself and everything, I heard people, it took like half an hour, 45 minutes. So that wasn't as bad as, as what the other guys wow. had to face. Ubers were like over $100. Some pe people were saying up to like $200 to get from Jersey to New York. Uh, cabs were coming by and, and cars were coming by offering uh, them to take them to New York for like over 100 bucks a person. It's just a it's just a big mess. So you got to be careful with those outdoor stadiums, and uh, yeah, just uh, it's one of the things that comes with it. 
Yeah, I know. I, when I was reading that last night, but I mean, there were a couple things actually this weekend because we talked about last week how my wife and I were thinking last minute we should do a mania trip to New York. There were about a dozen things this weekend that made me think, thank God we didn't do that. One of which being that car line last night. Uh, I never would have heard the end of that. That would have been yeah. terrible. Uh, one more thing real quick. Brett Hart's attacker. He's still in jail till the end of the week. Uh, he... MMA fighter? What's that? <laughs> yeah, he's an amateur MMA fighter. That's, that's kind. That's like saying somebody that was in a sex video is a porn star. You know? Right. Like, uh, he fancies himself an MMA fighter. Right. And so he, okay. he told police that he attacked Bret Hart. He said it felt like the right time for him to attack him was during the Hall of Fame. Induction, so. <laughs> <laughs> it like the right time, but what's his beef with him? <laughs> he's just crazy. So he, he's had like, you know, he, he was stalking some other MMA fighter back in September. Uh, he had a parole violation uh, in December and then another uh, arrest for uh, stalking uh, like a week after that. Um, so and his Twitter account. No man, one has paid that's... his uh, his his bail, so he's he's in jail until Friday. Which he faces up to one year in jail for each uh, count of assault if he's found guilty. His Twitter account. There is something mentally wrong with this guy. I don't want to be diagnosed or say you know paranoid schizophrenic or multiple personality, but look at his Twitter account and it is it is messed up. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, if he was going to pull something like this, this, thank God no one was hurt. Thank God he was in an area where a lot of people pounced on him. Um, and I hope that uh, regardless of, of uh, this punishment for this, I hope he gets the treatment he so desperately needs. Yeah. Yeah. If you're saying things like you thought this was a great time to strike. Right. Um, Red Hart. Like what the hell did Red Hart do to you, man? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Poor Red Hart. Yeah, no, he took it like a champ. He made a post on Instagram, just kind of kind of made a little joke about that, and then uh, you know said he was okay, he's not injured, and he just uh, you know thanked Natalia and, and Beth Phoenix, and uh, you know remembered Jim the Anvil Nightheart. So just a true class act, Bret Hart. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so many weekend not over. SmackDown tomorrow night. Raj and Matt will be back to cover that after it finishes. Unfortunately, I'm out tomorrow night, but I'll be back here Monday for the Superstar Shakeup coverage. Matt, anything you want to plug before we take it home? No. Okay. Raj, what's coming up on the website? Uh, just uh, t- tons of WrestleMania coverage has been just insane. I've gotten like no sleep <laughs> over the last like five days, so I can't wait till Thursday. Um, but yeah, just keep checking out the site. Uh, and also a big quick thank you to, there were so many people I came up to, uh, or, or se- yeah, I'll say several people I came up to us uh, when we met up at McMahon's in Brooklyn's uh, outside the Barclays Center, uh, different areas uh, at a restaurant uh, after this Madison Square Garden press conference that was there. And so many people talking about the podcast and they're huge fans of the podcast how they would be agree with, with Matt and not me or vice versa. But we had, there were a lot of people uh, that came out and showed their support and it was awesome. So I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. And if you ever see us, feel free to say hi. And uh, we, we really appreciate it. Yeah, this has been great. I mean, just on Twitter, social media, on the attendance live at this podcast, people watching live, uh, we're doing record numbers, all these shows covering Mania Weekend. You fans have been absolutely fantastic. We have the best audience. We cannot thank you enough for your support of this podcast. Um, So tune in tomorrow night for SmackDown coverage. And until next time, folks, we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.